Hello, and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain, and today we're going to be talking all about using an entrepreneurial mindset to get ahead at work. Our guest today is Tori Torres, an innovative creator, visionary, and serial entrepreneur. She's also the fierce leader of a global girl gang. Tori's been on a summer excursion from California to North Carolina and joins us from New Jersey today. So welcome, Tori. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Mike, for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. We're so, so excited. Glad. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had a really interesting career so far. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your journey? So I started out as a stay-at-home mom. I got married really, really early. I was a teenager. Um, but I was always very ambitious still. Um, and so I built a company at home with zero capital. Like I literally sold the product before I had the product in hand. And I figured out how to use those, just that innate thing that was inside of me to sell and ended up working with some of the biggest icons of the last decade, um, including like Gary Vee, Queen Bee, um, Rihanna, the Diane von Furstenberg Fashion House. So I, I mean, really big, iconic people. Yeah. And, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. and so, I, it still blows my mind, literally. <laughs> and people wanted to know like how I did it. They wanted to know how did you get, go from literally working in your living room to working with Gary Vee, you know, on a project and being brand partners. And so that is how the Posh Girls Club was born. Um, from there, I put myself back through school while working and building this community that I'm still building. Almost, we just reached 900,000 followers on Tuesday. So that was really exciting. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It was so exciting. It's, it's again, just mind blowing. It's amazing what you can do when you put your mind to it, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and then that led me into this career transition where I'm still building this, this brand and this business with the Posh Girls Club community, but I really wanted to go back to school. I'm a big fan of completion. And that was always something that was really important to me. Graduated with honors, got invited into the SVA Academy from, um, from my uh, business honor society. And I found out about this incredible company and decided to work with them. And I get to do very rewarding work, working with the same exact types of women and, and also men in this company with business resources for um, growing their e-commerce businesses. So cool. whew, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <Wow>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you've done a lot of work as an entrepreneur, obviously building two businesses so far. How do you feel that your work as an entrepreneur has shaped you as an employee? Um, I believe that my entrepreneurial work has given me a very fierce and unmatched work ethic. Like I just believe that when you put in the work, that the reward automatically, it comes. And the, the real reward is from the consistency, right? Mm. I, just don't give up. If things don't work, I figure out a better way to make them work. I keep my eyes on the goal and I'm 
okay with changing up the process to getting the goal. Um, I love, I love to win. <laughs> um, I know my capabilities too, because I feel like I've already done the impossible, right? I created a very, very first business. I created a six figure income, having no idea how to run a business at all. It was just sheer will and determination. And so if I can do that, like a job is cake. <laughs> a job is cake. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. What what other traits do you feel have served you well as you've made this career transition? Flexibility is another one. So like I said, you it's it's really important to to work hard, keep your eye on the goal, but the flexibility and how you get to the goal, I think is really important because if you keep banging your head up against the wall, obviously you need another way. So mm -hmm. flexibility um, and being able to see other perspectives and other points of views, I think that's really important as well. Respecting the ideas and um, processes of other people as well. So. Love it. Your story just really quickly highlights something that we sometimes talk about on our show. I know I certainly sometimes talk about it in my writing. It's just the idea that confidence is a result. It's not something that it's not a prerequisite. We don't all of a sudden. Um, wake up one day, have confidence, start doing something that's really, really big, and then realize, oh, we could have, we're great. We can do this in our, in our sleep. You just went ahead, did the work, the confidence comes after, and it's, it's really obvious here in just this conversation, but with a really great sort of down to earth, like realness to you. So just a, wanted to highlight that. I think that's a really important takeaway there from your story. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And I agree with that hundred percent as cool. well it does come afterwards yeah. <laughs> so the idea of entrepreneurship or being an entrepreneur like these are some terms kind of almost buzzwords that i've heard used to describe someone who um, is applying entrepreneurship principles but within the context of an employment role does that sort of label resonate with you at times um sure it definitely does um, for me i think just the definition of that being um, self-motivated and driven visionaries, right? Mm -hmm. People who aren't afraid to jump in. Um, that was me <laughs> really month one in working in Silicon Valley. Um, I built an influencer program in the first one to four months of being there. Um, just because there's like so much approval and budgeting and all these things that are needed, it took longer, but I did launch it successfully with the highest rate of signups for, um, for this specific webinar that the influencer that we brought on built the playbook, all of those things. Right. And so people weren't really initially happy, happy that I just kind of came in guns blazing. I, Lisa knows this. like, I didn't intend to, it just happened. Um, so that got the attention of the CEO and co-founder right out of the gate. Because for me, in my mind, I think like we're the same. We have very same goals and, and things that we want to achieve and things that we are going after. So like you said, I'm respectful, but not really intimidated by people. So it's funny, she actually sent out an email asking a very specific question, which I thought I had a very specific take on. Um, and I just didn't hesitate. I responded because I knew it was something that they'd overlooked. And so I think it just goes back to that idea of the intrapreneurship and um, being an entrepreneur. It definitely does. Cool.
cool. And it's not something that's super easy for everybody to do to put themselves out there and see a vision and then act upon it when you feel like you're in a company and there's people above you who may have differing, differing opinions about what it is that they want to see happen. So going off of that, what are some of the things that you found to be helpful? Again, bringing from your entrepreneurial selling mindset that kind of helped you to move that forward within the company that you're working for? I think um, for when I had an excellent career coach, <laughs> she was amazing. <laughs> Um, and I, and, and the, the advice that she gave me, she being Lisa, <laughs> was, was to trust myself, honestly, was to trust myself. And that's a really hard thing to do for a lot of people. Um, I think I had so many years of just like putting in the grit and, and determination and things that I really wanted to achieve that fear just has no place there. I can't be fearful and win. I have to choose. And so if, if there's a choice for me, the choice is winning. Easy. Wow. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Seriously. Yeah. Such a great insight. And thank you for the shout out as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done an amazing job building partnerships in both your business and in your current role but also in setting up systems. So what is the importance of these two things as an entrepreneur or as an employee? And do you have any tips for our listeners about both? I do. So for me, there are a couple elements here. There are a couple parts to that, right? So first, I love my business bestie, okay? <laughs> I love her. That doesn't mean that we don't disagree because we do. We have different point of views. And we have completely different perspectives, right? But what makes beautiful partnerships and collaborations is the ability to see the bigger picture. So you choose your partners because of the respect that you have for them and their unique talents, right? In the right partnerships, the relationships are, they're like more organic. So I believe your people find you by your values. Um, when you're authentic, you attract the right people. And that's why people say, be authentic. Like those aren't just words, <laughs> right? You are putting out an energy that circles you and words and actions, they do have power. Um, that, that's part one of that. With systems, with systems, I believe that um, you're able to grow and you're able to scale. And, and this is the only way that I was able to do um, SBA and to do SHIPO. Like I wouldn't be able to do either one mm. without having those systems in place for the Posh Girls Club so that we can still, because the eye on the prize is still the Posh Girls Club community, right? But that's what my partner, my Courtney, brought into the Posh Girls Club. So I create like automations, emails, funnels. Um, and then she backs that up and began like developing the structure around all this content that I created. And that is powerful when that happens because together we look at all that content. We develop 12 pillars. Um, I only had five before that, but still tons of content. Those pillars became the courses that I teach to our socialite society and to our business community um, memberships, those who take like the intensives and the 12 week 
programs. That core becomes what we do in retreats and all of those things. So sure, I may have built a million follower network as the founder of the Posh Girls Club for the past three years, right? But Courtney brings that impact of structure. She always says, um, she says, Tori is the fire and I fan her flames. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love that. that. I think there's, yeah, it's very, something very powerful in having that, so. I'm hearing the, because I hear a lot of applications to what you just said. So someone who is maybe just, you know, not looking to build a company, holding down their nine to five, growing their career kind of in that more maybe traditional space where it's like work and collaborate with people that you really trust and appreciate and, and honor for their abilities. And don't be afraid to kind of have some friction when it's really helpful and conducive to the big picture coming into reality. That's one of my big takeaways from what you just said there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Sorry, Lisa, go. <laughs> no, no, I, I would completely agree. And I think too that the idea around systems for anybody who's looking to start a side hustle or even, you know, for myself, as you were talking, I was thinking about where I can automate because there are so many things happening in our day to day, whether you're an employee or whether you're an entrepreneur and being able to create some of those systems gives you the time that you need to act on the real high value or interesting things that you love to do. That's right. Um, I think like just high level for anyone who's thinking about it as a business person or an entrepreneur, um, the important thing to remember is that without me bringing in, without Courtney coming in, without the structure and the accountability that she implemented, I would still just be that like spark of potential. So I don't call her mm. my, my um, I, I call her, she is my co-founder. Yes, it was three years, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to take away. And that, that can be in any working relationship as well. So as an entrepreneur, partnerships can, they can make or break you. So you have to choose those that speak to your core values um, as you, and then you thrive, right? That transitions into uh, corporations you'll work with also because the core value has to resonate because you'll feel it internally. So that feeling can take over during those tough times. You always have to remember your why, why you came into that company or why you built that company. Very important. And then humility, humility rules always. You may know a lot, but it's okay to not know everything. Dominate your lane, but also respect and be able to praise and acknowledge other people for dominating in theirs. Love that. Big takeaway. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very expressive face that our listeners never get to see because of the medium we're operating in. But yeah, I love it. I love it. Cool. The concept of creating a win-win. That's another kind of idea that's thrown around a lot in entrepreneurial circles. And what does that mean to you? And how could someone in an employment situation possibly benefit from that kind of mindset? So um, a win-win is uh, for me in, in its core meaning, it's a, a beneficial relationship. It's mutually beneficial, right? Um, that's what we have here. I have content and um, insight to share that brings value to your audience, mm -hmm. right? You have an audience that may have some of my people in it. We both win. So there are so many people who are 
driven in like in a negative way, in my humble opinion, right? But if you're truly talented um, and a leader, there's confidence, like we talked about earlier, <laughs> that you have that like you just can't, like nobody can mess with you, right? You know who you are. Real leaders don't have to bring others down to stand out and succeed. Entrepreneurship or corporate, right? Focus on being your best self because nobody can, no one can be you. That's your USP. We all have our own like unique selling proposition, right? Um, I had, like I said, a manager that wasn't particularly happy about me showing up, bringing all my positive energy and bubbleness, bubbly, you know, self and ideas. And <laughs> he, he tried to keep me in a box, but it's like putting sunlight in a box. It still glows through, mm. like it glows. For PGC, one ex another way to look at it is we don't allow um, brands to just do advertising, like, like feed posts on our page, because it's, I know that it's great for us as a brand. We can make tons, hundreds, or even thousands of dollars every month doing it. But I also know that it takes more than that when you're getting in front of somebody's community, right? So I don't want to just take people's money knowing that it's not going to be like mutually beneficial because mm -hmm. For me, I just can't, I just can't do it. There are other ways that we can build those types of relationships so we can help them get to know our audience, know, like, and trust factor and mm -hmm. introduce them in, in, in valuable ways like this exchange. So when I think of a win-win, those are just some of the examples that I think about. Great examples, super relevant, obviously talking right to what we're doing right now. And it sounds like it's really like a filter for determining what are the opportunities I'm going to say yes to and what are the opportunities that I'm going to just let me pass by. So that's yeah. very cool. Exactly. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to talk a little bit about influence and influencers and what it all means. I am not overly familiar with the influencer world. And I feel like some of our listeners may be in the same boat. So if we could start off, because you are considered an influencer and you work with a lot of influencers. <laughs> yeah, I say it, but I guess, yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about what that means and the importance of influencers in our world today? Yeah, um, I think that an influencer, they have a lot more power today um, and, and I don't even know that, I think they just have a lot more reach today. I don't know that they're, they've got more power than they always had, but um, it's supposed to be a genuine voice for what you believe in, right? Um, an insight to, in thinking monetizing products and services, um, but also personal beliefs and ideas. So I've seen, you know, influencers who sell influence versus selling what they actually believe in. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Like Coco always says, um, she calls it one night stands. Like people are just willing to just give up their whole, everything they built for one night stands. And I think, you know, just influence comes with a lot of responsibility. And I think that we have to be careful what we say and what we do because people are watching and they are listening and you can't be very light and callous with what you say. There's a responsibility with it, whether you, you, want to accept it or not there is so just kind of my takeaways on it yeah mm -hmm. so true the idea of like 
the more your reach kind of grows. And I'm obviously, I'm kind of in that same boat as Lisa. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say I identify as being quote unquote an influencer, but you're always, I was also always think that we're, we are more influential than we often realize. Like the big thing there is just realizing that like taking responsibility and stepping into the power that we can have and often do. And, and it sounds like you take that role and that responsibility really, really seriously, which is something that I do think a lot of people do miss. A lot of people who wouldn't call themselves influencers might not think about. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like I get a lot of messages in my DMs. Like this stuff is really heavy sometimes. Honestly, mm-hmm. it can be really because there is that responsibility. I mean, and, and some people don't take it so, but if someone, for example, I'll get girls who will message and they're, they're asking, you know, they're saying, I have been wanting to build something on my own. I'm living with my parents. Like, what should I do? I want to just kind of leave and go off. And I don't want to tell them something that, you know, derails them. (laughs) So oftentimes I'm just very honest. I'll, if it's something that I just don't feel comfortable or like, I don't want to own that there's a responsibility in helping women to tap into their energy and into their power. I am all for that. But I also let them know, like, I don't even call myself a coach. Like the girls in the community call me a business coach. I am not trained as a business coach. I'm simply sharing resources that I know worked for me and being completely Mm -hmm. transparent about that. There are, and there are a lot of people who will just take that very lightly and I just can't. Um, and so I'm quick to say, listen, um, I may not be the best resource for that, but here is a resource. Here is somebody who can help you. Here is someone that I know. I've sent people to many of my own coaches and because I know that um, that's not a space that I'm comfortable giving advice in. And I think that there's a fine line between having an opinion and then giving advice and, and sitting that on someone's whole life. That's, mm-hmm. that's major. <laughs> yeah, that sure is. Yeah. How can you, or how can someone build influence in a business or as an employee, according to you? I think the first thing that you do is you tap into number one, the authenticity. You have to figure out who you are. Um, I, I touched on it a little bit, your mm-hmm. USP, your unique selling proposition. The thing that, and that goes into influence as well, because what are you, you're selling something, whether it's mm-hmm. yourself, whether it's you know pulling in an audience so that you can monetize that audience later, whether it's just fame or, or eyes on you, you're selling something. So it's figuring out what that looks like and what that is for yourself first, getting real clarity on that, and then tapping into the authenticity. I think that is where people are so easily swayed, right? This way or that way, like you gotta stand for something. And that is where so many people get lost, again, even in corporate or entrepreneurship. If you don't know, and this is cliche, but if you don't know what you stand for, you literally will go any way and no one will respect you. So you lose the, the respect of your audience, your boss, your, your coworkers, your, your, the people you're managing, your team. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really clear on, on who you are and what your messaging is. Those are two of the main things um, that I would say. Understanding what your, your message is and being completely authentic in it 
and also having that final piece of accountability because you're you're accountable to what you say to people when you put it out there you carry it mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will remind you <laughs> yeah i think there's something really cool that you said there too that i'd like to just kind of touch on it's figuring out all of that stuff in the context that you're in so yeah. if you join a new company or you join a different role you then almost have to re negotiate what your USP is, right? That's so true, Lisa, honestly. And, and you know this, even with me being in the corporate space, it's very different for me. It's very different than what I've always done. I've always been an entrepreneur, but I always wanted to work in Silicon Valley too, because it's just like, how cool is it working in the startup? It's very cool. So even in doing that, the role changed slightly but they're still, I'm still bringing me. So I'm still bringing someone who has a very um, strong understanding of who I am. I know what I want. I know what my values are. I know what I expect of other people. And I know what I'm going to bring and what people can expect of me. Right. But that also had to shift in some ways because I'm not the boss there. Not yet. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I love how the, the like separation between the you know, the first part of the sentence, the comma, and then your next part is just like, eh, like a little nanosecond there. Almost no gap. Yeah, exactly. So you do have to, there is a balance, I think, and it could just be the Libra in me talking, but you know, there's balance in, um, in just your movement and how you see things and how you mm-hmm. uh, perform and how you behave. So just my little take on that. <laughs> Makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, how does the process of becoming an influencer or gaining influence in whatever space you're in, how does that help you to develop yourself personally and then potentially professionally as well? I think it again goes back to what we said when you brought up confidence before, Mm -hmm. because the more authentically you, you become, I write a lot and I journal a lot. Um, So I'm very in tune with my thoughts. I, I think a lot. I, um, I, I'm silent with myself a lot. I write down exactly what I want, exactly who I want to be, exactly how I want to impact um, and how I want to leave the world better in my way. And so you become more authentically you because you learn to lean in to that confidence and your voice, right? Um, you also learn compassion. I think, Mm -hmm. and perspectives, like even I talked about the person who I struggled with in the beginning, I actually have grown compassion for him, even though I still get so much of the same passive aggressive BS, like it's ridiculous, but (laughs) I still can see why he behaves the way that he does. And that doesn't excuse it, but I understand you're dealing with all these people. You don't know how they're seeing you you don't know what they're saying about you you're trying to protect yourself and your own so you learn compassion and perspectives of other people um and how to voice your opinions without being harsh um i think that's really important you can stand in what you believe in and still hear other people and and still agree to disagree (laughs) Mm -hmm. you learn that the world is so much bigger than your limited view of it, right? Your limited mindset. We, it's just, it's massive. 
and just meeting women all over the world that will come into like our meetings or the trainings or classes that will give like some of my, um, we call them diamond girls, our writers for my blog, we give them a space to write and share their stories and the things that they're dealing with. Like, I'm just like, I'm never complaining again. <laughs> <laughs> all over the world. And then finally, I think you learn um, discipline and self-control. Discipline and self-control because your words do have power to your community, to the world, to the people that know, like, and trust you. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge lessons. And, and it, I want to maybe just repeat the thing that I started prefacing that question with, which was those principles apply regardless of the space, the context, the role you have, the job title that's next to your name, whatever. I really think those are like ways of living life. And so I appreciate you sharing that. Thanks, Mike. I agree a hundred percent. So we have a couple of questions that we ask all of our guests. And the first question is really, we try not to take ourselves too seriously. So what is the most fun that you've had in your career so far? Oh man, just, um, I think the travel has been fun. I know that's a common one, but not even like the locations, but just some of the things like backstage swag that I've gotten to do, like working with the different people that I got to work with. Like, that's just so cool to be like in a room and like Beyonce is standing next to you. Yeah. Also like getting to work and partner with some of my favorite creators, um, Brian Moran is one of my favorites. Obviously, Gary Vee, I talk about him often. Um, I think just seeing seeing the things that that I believed I could do just happen and being there. And, and to me, that like that is just so much fun, being able to be a part of that. So with my, again, business that I built literally in my living room. It's pretty cool. You're so Very inspirational. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. The next question that we have is around risk and often we'll take some kind of risk in our career. So what's the biggest risk that you've taken and how did it turn out? Um, you know, in trying to think about one, it's really hard hmm. because I believe in risks. Honestly, I believe that is where you really know what you want. Like if you, if you're that nervous and you're like, Oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? You should do it because that's where you also get the rewards, right? Risk-taking for me is just a part of my life. I take them regularly. I assess them because Libras, okay? <laughs> up and down and up and down. So I'm always going to like assess the most. But what I think about is what will I lose like if I don't do it? And what's the mm. benefit if I do it? You know, I got married at 19. I moved across the country, sight unseen to California. I put myself out there in front of all these people when all I did was sell blinged out phones that were like really fancy and, and posh and people love them. I started business with nothing. Um, I divorced a narcissist, okay, with violent tendencies. Again, starting over with nothing, with two sons now. Like to me, not trying and never knowing, to me, those are the big losses. So I'm always up for the risk and I'm always up for the journey. I'm just, I try to do it with this much, as much forethought as I possibly can. So freaking take the risk. That's such a unique perspective too, that I think that a lot of people don't consider is what will I lose out on if I don't take this risk? Yeah. And for me, like, that's just not an option. We get to do this once, right? When I was 25, one of just 
the most incredible humans. I mean, he was the most incredible human I've ever known. He was the godfather to Chris, Chrissy, my oldest son. And beautiful human. I mean, just beautiful to look at. He's football player, kind. He never, his curse was John Brown. You know, like he never cursed. <laughs> he was an athlete. He was just a humanity, like an incredible human, right? He was playing football, basketball one day just for fun with his friends and he just collapsed. This incredible human, gone, mm. gone. And I used to be, I'm a dragon also. You can tell I'm really into astrology. I know, so. but not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> but I was afraid of like getting older and aging because I have some very vain tendencies. Okay, don't, I'm humble, but I got some vain tendencies. <laughs> and from that moment, never again. I'm grateful for every single second, for every single moment that I get to be here with my guys impacting, leaving what I can, the crumbs that I can leave in the world, doing what I can do. I am just grateful. And so I'm not gonna take that for granted. I'm just not gonna take it for granted. Cause I get to be here and I'm not as great of a human as he was, not even close, so yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that was my biggest life lesson yeah. today. And that was over 12 years ago or more. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can feel that one right in my heart. Yep. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. One more question that we like to ask of all of our guests that join us, and that is, what's the best piece of career advice you've ever received? This one is very easy. And I sort of touched on it before. Um, and that is to trust myself. So thank you, Elisa. Hmm. That has been... Um, we get to where we get for a reason, right? And these are lessons that very early on, I was struggling in that space. I was struggling because, because I am me. And so I'm extremely driven, but I'm also like, I wanna do the things for people and, and help and be a resource. And so a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. And I, it was hard those first couple of weeks being me and doing what I do and wanting to uplift people and push people into their best self and help them the way that so many people have helped me along and um, getting pushed back and, and like kicked out of the circle for whatever the reasons were. And Lisa just kept telling me to trust myself because you are here for a reason, you got here for a reason. And, um, and you belong here, you belong here. Like that was, yeah, so I did. And I stopped looking at the external things and just focused on what I could do daily. And, and it was the best advice. And I live with that like daily now. Amazing. It's one of the episodes that I think people will actually like feel through as opposed <laughs> to just listening to. I know it's been a big one for me and I just thank you so much for joining us. I feel very fortunate having this conversation with you for sure. Same. Thank you guys for having me. I really um, feel very honored and, and grateful that you even thought of me to be on the show. So thank you very much. No regrets there. That's for sure. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you have some exciting things that are launching pretty soon. Can you fill our dear listener in on what those are? 
I do. So we have um, currently, of course, our socialized society, which is um, for, for me, it's very important because I started and went through those struggles like as a single mom, as someone I touched a little bit on my situation in starting this business because I didn't have the money or the support, right, even as a married person and just didn't think that all the way through. So our socialite society, I always want to be sure that the women that we're impacting, they've got resources wherever they are. From we've got free resources that help lead them into paid resources and, and scale as they grow. And so our socialite society is our business community. It's $29 a month. So, so that, and we take them through those 12 pillars mm. for the year because most of them are single moms. They're working jobs, they're taking care of. Her. So we want to make sure that we're able to impact them and give them a full 30 days that they can get the content and completely understand two coaching sessions, all of that kind of stuff throughout the month. So that's the first thing that's always available to our community. And um, we, are, we just launched our Basque Business School, which is really exciting because it is, again, it's 12, this is a, an accelerated version of that. So I basically teach women the 12 main things that I did, the simplest way to get them from point A to Z. And if they want, so I'm, I'm a fan of, if you work, of you working with people who've done the things you want to do, because mm -hmm. that's really all I can teach you is what I've done, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so if you're interested in building an e-commerce business, I'm going to give you, I give everything, like everything that I've learned, the do's, the don'ts, kind of, it's just the quick version of getting there um, by taking some of the, the same steps, but applying them under what you do in the way that you do it, your unique way. And that's what people always miss, right? Totally. Is doing it your way. Take the system, but bring you into the system. Mm. And so that's Vast Business School. Um, they can find that on my Instagram at the Posh Girls Club, uh, the Posh Girls Club. And the link in our bio kind of leads you to everything. So I don't have to tell you all the different links. Just keep it simple. <laughs> cool. Awesome. That definitely points people in a pretty amazing array of directions. Uh, yeah. Lisa, have you got anything else you want to add just before we, we close it off? I would just say definitely go and check that out. Tori is an incredible human being that everyone would be so lucky to learn from. So definitely head to the Posh Girls Club and follow along. They have some really great content too that I always love following <laughs> along with. It's inspiring. It's funny. It's, it's the best. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> awesome. We will call it a wrap with that. What an amazing conversation this has been uh, for the Career Builders podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Our guest, Tori Torres. Wow. Go check her out and what she's doing. We hope you're well, staying healthy, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now.